Welcome to Ukulele is the New Black. I'm Meredith Harper and I love to play the ukulele. In this podcast, I talk to ukulele players to find out why they play ukulele, what they love about it and how it's changed their lives. I wanted to play an instrument because musicians are so cool and I wanted to be cool but I found playing an instrument was kind of hard. It feels weird to say this but today's episode was recorded on a cruise in March this year. I had a chat to ukulele players M. Sierra Garcia and Colin Taylor on the island of Half Moon Key in the Bahamas on the last day of the Joko cruise. It's funny to listen back to it now, knowing that the next day we were well and truly back in the real world and in the realities of a pandemic. Because this was recorded on the beach, there's a fair bit of background noise, but just close your eyes and imagine you're sitting on the beach with a pina colada and enjoy. Because it's the new black. Ukulele players, Hi. introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm M. Sierra Garcia, ukulele player. Hi, and I'm Colin Taylor. I'm uh, M's partner in crime for this particular ukulele duo. <laughs> Which is? Uh, we, we call ourselves Sam and Ella. Infectious music. <laughs> I'm Sam. This is Ella. Uh, uh, my, my name's actually Colin, though. <laughs> One of these days it'll work. <laughs> so we are here, well, we are theoretically on the Joko cruise, but in fact today we are not on a boat, we are on a beach, which is awesome. So we're here in the Bahamas in Half Moon Key. It's really the worst place ever. The sky is so blue <laughs> and the water gorgeous. It's so gross. And I'm sure everyone can hear the waves in the background. They are real waves. We haven't just added that on in post. Um, <laughs> so there may be some odd sounds in the background as we go, um, but this is real life and we're not sorry because I've had a lobster and a pina colada and I'm happy. As one go. should. Yeah. Well done you. <laughs> so, might start with you, M. And I, yeah, I do okay. struggle with that because I always sign my name M. And uh -huh. you're M, and so I feel like I'm, I'm, you, you have my name, but you don't. We it's, share it. We, we share, share it. The M's stick Correct. together. We all <laughs> stick together, right. my friend. <laughs> so tell me first um, your story of ukulele and how you came to play it. So I had been exposed to ukulele before. I used to dance hula and uh, pa'i to Hawaiian music. So it was a rhythm using the gourds and the drums. Yep. Um, but I was I danced hula for a couple of years and I was exposed to ukulele, but it wasn't anything like oh, I'm gonna do it. Uh, it wasn't until the Joko cruise, and I saw all the musicians and I'd met Molly Lewis and a bunch of other really just talented people. And I had never been able to pick up a musical instrument, but I thought it's only four strings. How hard can it what be? What could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? And. Um, I bought one on Amazon for $20 and decided I'm, I'm just going to learn a song and see what happens. And it's just the, like, even a bad sounding ukulele is still a good sounding, it's just still the happiest, it's the happiest instrument. It's just so cute and lovely and like you can't, I'm, I'm hard pressed to find someone who doesn't smile when they hear something played on the ukulele so it makes me, I, I just gravitated towards it. And you sing as well. I, I, I have heard you do it. It's very impressive. <laughs> Thank so is you. that something which you, you, you sound like you're trained? Um, I was in choir from grade school through high school. 
and then I just did it for fun in college, and then I was in a church choir for six years, um, as, and all the whole time singing alto, and then I sing at the house and in the car, to which I always get a standing ovation. Um, <laughs> everybody loves me at those venues. It's amazing. Um, and I, funny enough, it was the it was the ukulele and the Joko Cruz that got me singing in front of people for the first time in like 20 years. Wow. I had just kind of shut myself off from music for a while and decided like that. Uh, and this, I didn't have the the concept of singing in front of humans by myself and not in the back with the rest of the altos was cripplingly frightening. So I decided to just do it. And I, John, on the Jonathan Colton cruise, they do an open mic night and it's lovely and everyone gets to go and do their thing. And I always thought, oh my God, these people are so brave. I don't know if I could do it. And so I did it and I was shocked and really excited. And then to have like musicians who i I hold in high regard as a like a higher echelon for musicians to go oh my god where did those pipes come from I said thank you exited the stage vomited briefly and then came back and finished this sketch <laughs> and that was kind of the introduction to playing the ukulele um, um, playing the ukulele and singing like uh, more than just like I'm gonna do this thing now I own like eight different ones Oh, of wow. varying sizes and 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 guitar string structures and um, I on my birthday apparently drunkenly purchased a banjo lately. <laughs> didn't know I was I looked at my dining room table the next morning and I was I texted my friend Rachel like did you buy this she said no you did <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of where like and being Colin is an incredibly musical gentleman and being exposed to that like having musical friends and meeting more people through the Joko Cruise and meeting more musical friends who were just like, oh, just do it, just play it, just sing it. Like, nobody really just... It's it's such an open space where even every mistake I make is I'm the only one who sees it. And it's, it's a wonderful, safe place to just let it go, as Elsa would say. She would. In fact, she did last night. And did yeah. she? Did. Did, did you do the Disney sing-along? Yeah, we were oh, there. I love the Disney sing-along. Top of my lungs. My throat is a mess. <laughs> yes. It was awesome. There's something about singing that time of night after many drinks with a big crowd. <laughs> it never sounds good, does it? And yeah, you just come away thinking, I don't like that. I sounded amazing <laughs> thanks to three whiskey sours. I don't oh, know about you. Of course. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't had enough. I did not sound amazing. Everybody sounds amazing. It was so... That chorus, like just to hear oh, the yeah. whole the room. Whole theater full of yeah. And then you just feel it and like you see people closing their eyes and just and like loving and living it and like to have that experience. You do it in your car, you do it at your house, you know, you don't get a it's very rare to have a place where everyone is singing at the top of their lungs to let it go. And it's you just I, I it was wonderful. Like people just were incandescent and when we did that. I loved it. Yeah, so did I. Colin, so tell me your musical story now. Sure, yeah, I've been uh, I've been a musician for a very long time, um, but this particular instrument is somewhat new to me. Um, I I grew up in a musical household. My dad uh, actually was a professional uh, piano keyboard player for a long time um, before I was born. Um, he still plays, but less professionally now. 
Um, so he taught me a few things on piano when I was very little, and then I, I picked up the clarinet when I was nine. Played that pretty seriously for a very long time, I still do, um, and uh, have started doing a lot more um, community theater work um, where we live in Northern Virginia. Um, so I'll, I'll play in pit orchestras on reed books, clarinets and saxophones, and learning the flute now. Um, and I've done some conducting too, so that's a, a lot of what I do when I'm not on the Joko Cruise. Um, I'll do some uh, music direction of community theater, and, and um, I did actually do a, a guest conducting gig for a community wind ensemble. So I've done a lot of orchestral stuff, a lot of wind ensemble stuff. The ukulele, uh, for me, I hadn't really ever been exposed to it until this cruise. I, I came on the first, uh, my first cruise was the, the third time that they did this, about eight years ago, seven years ago. Um, and I hadn't played it yet. I actually received one as a gift shortly after, um, and that got me into just kind of tinkering with it, seeing what I could do. It had a good sound. Um, I had taken some guitar lessons a few years prior, um, so you know I had I had some you know bare minimum level of technique on on a string instrument, but. You know, I, again, it was something I was just curious about. I've been a musician, you know, what can I, what can I do with it? Um, and I hadn't ever performed on it until much more recently. Actually, Em and I together uh, <laughs> decided to do this at the open mic nights a, a couple years ago. And, and um, uh, at that point, I, I decided I needed a better instrument. We actually went together uh, to yes. one of the local music stores and we bought fancy ukuleles together. And yes, that's the one I have with me right now. Um, which I would not normally bring to a beach, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I made you. No, that's okay. That's okay. Well, I got this one with it too. I have a water. I have a, a couple of nice ones. Colin, like thanks to Colin for pointing out the music store because now it's just like take my money. Mm -hmm. um, but we both have similar ukuleles. But when we bought it, oddly, I managed to get a free Waterman as gift with purchase, and it's the water resistant, waterproof. Uh, ukulele. It, it's a very stylish color. I it's it's, it's bright kind of orange. A, yeah. It just screams, hi! <laughs> I'm waterproof! I'm fun! I'm sorry. Keep... No, that's okay. I, I remember having a conversation with Molly Lewis a few years ago about this instrument and and her her advice and her reaction was basically, eh, it's got four strings, you've got four fingers, how hard, you know, it's, it's easy. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's one thing to have somebody like Molly Lewis tell you it's easy, right? I mean, she plays this all the time, she's very good at it. It's amazing. Um, but uh, I've, I've definitely grown with it. I, I appreciate, um, I'm, I'm playing a, a tenor ukulele, so I have the low G, um, which has a beautiful sound. Mm -hmm. um, I, I appreciate this one more than the other ones that I've played. Um, I think you, you bond with an instrument. You do, absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely, and and I I relate to that from all of my other other music. Um, you know, I've got a I've got my my really nice clarinet at home, so I, I I have many clarinets, but I have one really nice one at home. That I, you know, <laughs> we definitely do bond with it. It's hard to pick. I have them. Some of them are in cases, and some hang in the wall. And there's like, there's my golden girl, which she's been, I've just bought a concert ukulele. Uh, it's a kala. And I had asked to string it with a low G because I love the way the low G sounds. Um, and sh they put a red one on there. Um, oh, yeah, Akila yeah. makes the red strings. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, like I want all the colors. And 
between her, that, uh, I call her Margot, and then um, Siobhan, my tenor. So they all have names? They all have names. They all have personalities and names because that's how I roll. And I feel bad. There are days where if I'm playing, I will actually take them all out and line them up so I can play them all equally because I don't want them to think that Mother does, has a favorite. So. <laughs> I should point out, too, that mine have names, but they were names given to them by M. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's yes. good. Well, it saves you having to come up with one. Yeah, and it? she's yeah. great at it. So I've often thought I should name my ukulele. I just haven't come up with names. I mean, it's, it's weird. They, they have personalities. Right. So it's all about how they feel. Hasn't, they haven't spoken to me in name form yet. Like, Siobhan is a tenor, and um, so she... She's beautiful to sing with as an alto, and I put the low G on it, so she's got that great timber, and a, you know, altos just don't get to shine as much, so she's, she just sounds like a Siobhan. And then when I picked this up, it's really bright, it's super cute, it's the Soprano Waterman, and it reminds me of a girl named Becky, who is a lifeguard on the beach, and she just plays her music, and because it's waterproof, it like lent to it completely. Like, it's just so bright. Well, not right now because I played it badly. <laughs> She's just so cute. So, and then when I met Gregorio, Colin was yes. playing Gregorio. Um, he just sounds like a Gregorio. He just sounds like a nice Spanish man who invites you in and feeds you and then plays music out on the patio. <laughs> like, I, I didn't mean to name his ukuleles. It just happened. <laughs> It's organic, I'm and, and it's stuck. I mean, that's that's its name now. Yes, Gregorio. Yeah, look, it does it does suit it. I have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> so, what made you decide to do the thing together? Especially the I mean, this whole sa salmonella thing. Is it a thing just for this cruise? Given that um, there are viruses in the air, or is that more of a <laughs> So, yes, this is, this is a funny story. We, um, <laughs> we, we have not performed as Salmonella other than on this cruise, um, but we, we had, had chosen that name, or I should say M just kind of randomly stumbled on that name. I love that name. Well it's... before the virus that we're currently right. dealing with. So it's your fault. You, you, you attracted the virus. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was in high school when I decided that in, in marketing class we had to write a plan for a business, and I said, I want to open a diner called Sam and Ellis and have, um, and call it Sam and Ellis and have serve food with all the names of all the interesting viruses and, and bacteria. Because that'll get a lot of repeat business. <laughs> sure, why not? And I remember my marketing teacher going, mm, no. Come on, just, I, I, she wouldn't give me an A+. I remember fighting for the A+, because it was a great presentation. She just thought it was incredibly gross. So I thought, like, it's just such a fun name, and we were noodling around, and I was like, that's it, our name, we're Salmonella. Done. And Colin, bless him, was just like, all right. <laughs> now I'm going to be Ella? Oh, no. <laughs> well, then it, then it turned into, into some shtick. That it we did, did turn into shtick. Last year. It was, it was just funny. But the first time we played together, what drew us playing together was desperation. Because I had learned La Vie en Rose, and I love singing it. And then, just because... Um, I was playing around with it and trying to sing it in other languages, so I learned it in French, I learned it in Portuguese, I learned it in Spanish, and then I thought, like, well, like, it's a passionate, sweet, deep love song, and there is nobody who Fs harder than the Klingons. That's I mean, true. you break bones if oh, yeah. you don't shag, like, if you're shagging properly if someone comes out with a displaced collarbone. Yeah. Klingon style. <laughs> so I sat down and decided, well, this is the perfect venue. 
Who else, where else can I do this? And then I wrote it all out and realized I can't sing this and play this at the same time. No. So I basically begged Colin, will you play this with me? Because I can't do it on my own. It's it's near impossible because I haven't. It's a lot to memorize and to and it's just not a natural language like. And it's not a musical language either, really. No. <laughs> oh no! It sounds like you're trying to like hork up a hairball. Yeah. If you're not careful. Yep. Yeah. If you watch enough Deep Space Nine, I think you get some Klingon opera because Worf listens oh, to it. Oh, yes. that's right. I'd, I'd, I'd think I'd lock that out of my memory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think many people have. Yes. Many, many people have. Well, now that you've mentioned that, I think that you should play it for us. The should we? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, okay. We, we gotta, can play it straight. We yeah, got, do you we got to do, do both. Yeah, got to do both. We'll do the, the beautiful straight one first. Am I still in tune with this weather? I mean, this island is so beautiful, it's gross. What a dump. so pretty yeah well, yeah. well it's, <laughs> it's more so, impressive than pretty <laughs> so i think when we did this on an open mic night um the next morning i bumped into i believe it was Tra travis mcelroy and he was chatting with someone else and i he i said hey thanks for hosting open mic night and he said oh my god i can't believe you sang love right beyond rose and klingon and and i we're having a chat and then this little hat this and I saw the hat first, and I was like, "That's a really nice. That's a perfect vacation hat." Turns and faces me, and being worn by John Hodgman, and he leaned over and said, "I'm sorry, you sang what?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, I said over my night we sang La Vie and Rose and Klingon." And his first and only response was, "In what key?" <laughs> it's and, a logical question. <laughs> like, well, it's funny. Like when I met, which I'll do. Actually, that's a funnier story for after. Um, so, and then we started chatting. He's like, can you do it in C? And sure. And we're chatting and we're having a good, like a nice little conversation. And we do, he plays it for me in C and I kind of adjust my voice. Like, yeah, I could do that in a C. I can just drop it down and it'll be fine. 
And then he's like, great, well, funny enough, Jean Grey and I are doing our thing tonight and we are closing with La Vie en Rose. She sings it in English, I sing it in French. Do you want to sing it in Klingon? And absolutely I do. <laughs> and like, great, of sound check at 3.30? Sounds great, no problem. So I start walking, trying to be all cool, and then my pace picks up and I go running for Colin's stateroom and start knocking on the door. And our steward pops up, he's like, can I help you? And I says, Colin, home? And Colin opens, it's probably like 10 in the morning. That's a big joke. Um, so it was like 10 in the morning, Colin's like bleary eyed sleeping in and I just started like, vomiting words like this thing just happened and I have to talk about it and I have a lot of words to say just come inside please <laughs> and then I explained to him very calmly what just happened and he said you need to help me like uh, tra transpose, transpose this yeah and do you remember any like or were you so asleep that no I remember that okay so we went to a scotch bar. Yeah, we so we, yeah we, we looked at it in the stateroom for a little bit, and and I think I, I wrote out what the what the transposition in would be. minutes in minutes. Oh. He's, he's a freak. Then. Yeah. He's amazing. <laughs> I'm like great. Let thankfully, me just... thankfully they're in two easy keys, so it wasn't it wasn't so bad. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I wrote it out real quick, and then and then we decided that we needed a better venue for actually working on it. So yeah, we we picked up and and uh, went to the scotch bar and. Um, yeah, we, we sat there for a couple hours. A couple hours. Just working on it, making sure it was good, especially because I wasn't invited to the main stage. Only him was invited to the main stage. Were you singing in Klingon? <laughs> no. And if John Hodgman's going to be playing. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And Hodgman's, oh, and his ukulele was so pretty, he let me play it when I, because oh, he asked me to play it in G. That was beautiful, that one. And so, so he could hear what, what it was, so I sang the English to him. Um, which he was super sweet and, and very kind um, about it, and um, um, so you were not invited to come right, and see John. I'm sorry. That is what you get for not being at the Hydra Spa and walking with me from the Hydra Spa uh -huh. to the Lido Vic yeah. for being asleep. Well, okay. I was on vacation. You were on vacation, but I'm really pleased, and I ended up on the main stage with Gene Friggin Gray and John Friggin Hodgman singing in Klingon in, in front of the largest group of people I've sung in front of in decades. And it was mortifying and exhilarating all the time. It was awesome. Time. I still remember it. Do you? Re oh, oh, yeah. Bless. Totally remember it. Yeah. That's so kind. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Shall we do it the in its original? In its original, as General Chang would say. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Jivad uksuk nam kadar ya mogud no chukso kastan vishkovat me rose hej jivad roch soch pebat mochwal ej tomen wed ji kastan vishin lech rose gokai chok el dechlish em menekole Bang, bong. Tik, 
in there yeah among it just breaks it enough and it gives that amazing contrast it's so good yeah we actually didn't do it that way the first time no the first time I actually sang it very lyrically yeah and then then discovery came out and we had access to more Klingons yes so many Klingons and actually speaking in Klingon yeah, yeah. and then we were rehearsing and our momager Ann Carey um, she was like nope I was fooling we were, most of the time all of our stuff comes from just fobbing around and with scotch um, and I was fobbing around she's like yes yes do it the Klingon way and then you had said we should keep it sweet at the end be- oh, plus keep, keep both of the, the roses yeah yeah. and it helped that there really wasn't a word for rose in well there wouldn't be would there it's not a, yeah Klingons don't have roses there's a lot like this I translated it back and it was yeah like, yeah share some of that that's great let me I gotta I have to look for it first like it's um, if I look at the English version, I can fig- I can remember what it was in Kling- in the Klingon translation. So it was um, like clutch me, ho- clutch me close and hold me hard. The ma- uh, the magic spell you cast. This is living. there were things like um, when you crush me to my heart, I feel wars come apart. Like just it was <laughs> violent and amazing and very Klingon. So it was you know on brand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was very unbranded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the to follow up a few weeks ago, I met Mark Orkund, Okrend, Okrend, who is the creator of the Klingon language. Wow! And um, I'm sitting there taking notes. I just happen to have my music with me, and I'm taking notes on how to pronounce things. And you know, he mentioned it. He made a comment about. Um, uh, some people even sing in Klingon and my buddy Miles goes yeah, does. and I held it up he's like what do you do and I said I sing Le'Veon Rose in Klingon and he went why and I said because nobody else harder than a Klingons and he went okay and that was fine and then like it was we had a nice chat and he, he autographed it for me um, he said I can't like approve it because then it becomes part of canon If you, um, he said if you email it to me I'll look it over and we'll figure it out and then I can improve it and then it becomes part of Star Trek canon. <laughs> yes! This is my legacy. This is my legacy. And we thank you for it. You're very we welcome. Really and I got to meet Mary Chifo as well who plays, is it Laurel? Yes, the Chancellor. Yeah. The Chancellor on Discovery. And I studied her body movement and her pronunciation a lot to get it just right. And so when I met her, like I nerded out completely and she was very sweet, and when she signed it, she wrote, The Empire salutes you, so the Empire salutes us! <laughs> Yay! Um, it, was, it was really kind of a neat, like, weird happenstance that I just happened to have the music in my bag with me, like, Will you sign this? Yeah, meant to be. It was meant, meant to be. be. <laughs> right, well, I'll come to my last question for both. I might start with you, um, because Em's been hogging the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I, yeah, welcome I'm, to my life. Sorry, I can't <laughs> just, help. I'm yeah, very fine. loquacious. It's yeah. it's fun. Look, I don't want someone on the podcast who just doesn't say anything. That would be pointless. So, Colin, how has ukulele changed your life? Well, that's that's a tough question. Um, 
I will say this this is the first instrument that I felt comfortable on just like as a as a versatile carry it around with me and play something I can sing while I play it can't do that with a clarinet um, <laughs> you can try it won't work very well um, you know and, and like I said I, I had taken a few guitar lessons but um, the ukulele is is more portable which is great um, it's it's simple enough, you know, to, to go back to Molly's quote, right? Four strings, four fingers. Um, this one, I, you know, we talked about bonding, you know, I found this one has a great sound, and so I, I, I finally have something that I can just sit down and play, and it's a bit more approachable, it's a bit more social. Um, you know, it, it led to being able to perform on the cruise. Um, would not have done that with any other instrument, probably, so. Um, and you know, I'm I'm not I'm not a trained singer. Um, I'm I'm an instrumentalist, and uh, I've done more singing in the last couple of years than than I ever had before that. So, yeah, it's it's given me new ways to make music, which is great. Awesome. All right, Em, you can have a turn now. <laughs> chatty. I'm sorry. No, that's good. We like it, chatty. Like it opened the it opened a door into my brain that had been closed for a very long time. And it, I'm learning to embrace that I do have the chops to sing, and I love to sing fun stuff. I love to play music. I've always wanted to be able to have some sort of instrument or means to play along with people, to be part of a musical group. And like, we'll sit on the balcony, or we'll be at each other's houses, or we'll go to Anne's. I'm like, oh, just bring your ukes, and then we end up just noodling. We sat on the balcony the other yesterday. night, yesterday, yesterday. Two, nights ago, two nights ago, and just basically played like every Beatles song we could find. <laughs> and it, it, it allows for a socialness, that a creative socialness that I have craved. And so for me, it's just, I feel like a whole new part of me is, is, is much more incandescent than it was before. And it's saved a lot of therapy bills, I think. <laughs> yeah. And it... I, I'm learning to embrace like performing and all of that and forgot how much I loved it. So it's it's a bit it's been a big change for me in a very, very positive way. In a very positive way. Well, thank you both so much for chatting to me today. Oh, it has you. been you. a pleasure. And we'll now enjoy our last day here. Oh, oh. <laughs> back to the real world. Where salmonella would be welcome. Yeah, right. Or salmonella, as it's really. I. It was pointed out to me at dinner when I joked about like, oh, salmonella, infectious music, and our viral marketing was our momager came up with this a wet one with a sticker with our band name on it, and when we were performing, yeah. and I handed it to someone, and she said, you know, salmonella is a bacteria, and I said, oh really? I get it. That thing in your hand is a joke. <laughs> and we're, it's like the whole part of it, it's really fun. And okay, so like I love the very serious people, and then when they finally like, oh, oh, that light bulb, we've won. Yeah, <laughs> we win. Not to mention that infectious music doesn't necessarily mean viral. Right. We, we called it viral marketing. Viral marketing, yes. yes. Yep. Or preventative viral marketing. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Thank you, Meredith, <laughs> so, so much. Thank you. 
Ukulele is the New Black is produced by me, Meredith Harper. I wrote the theme tune and I performed it with Jasmine Fellows, Jeff Skellums, Jim Croft, Paul Marsh, Chris Williams and Sandra Shaw. Seb Carrero does the graphic design. If you want more information about any of the things mentioned in today's podcast, I have links in the show notes as well as a playlist with songs relating to today's episode on the Ukulele is the New Black YouTube channel. If you enjoy this podcast, please give it a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser and tell your friends. Episodes are released every second Monday and you can subscribe pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. I'll be back with another episode in two weeks. tuned before. Okay. Right. Ooh. Do you want to tune again? I, sh- yeah. <laughs> tune early, tune often. That's what they say. Like, it's, <laughs> the G just went, like, literally just changed the G a second ago. cut this in post. We will. Nobody wants to hear us tuning. It'll probably be the outtake. Just totally cut it in post. You should totally leave it in. Because <laughs> it's the new black.